I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. We haven't done a jingle in a while. Oh, do you have a jingle for me? Shameless sex are coming into town. That was good. (laughs) Hitting your town right now. Or village or city or urban metropolitan area. Suburbia. Or farmland. Or? Or maybe you live in a cloud. (laughs) Maybe you're in an airplane right now. Maybe you're not even real. Maybe you're underground (laughs) preparing for Armageddon. So we do have a podcast episode, everyone, just so you know. um, And Armageddon uh, is not here, at least not today. Uh, Wait, there's a zombie right there. Shit. No, I knew it was really going to happen. They were right the whole time. Where's my hatchet? I need a hatchet. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> it's about sex, not about hatchets. Not about the end of the world. Didn't say ratchet. No ratchet, <laughs> just hatchet. I'm gonna hatchet on how to have mind blowing sex with Layla Martin. I've known about Layla Martin for years. Uh, she's kind of famous in the human sexuality world. She has, I believe, over 130 something million YouTube viewers uh, that watch her YouTube channel because she produces all this free content, wonderful educational videos. She is training people how to be sex and relationship coaches, and yeah. Yeah, she's just a phenomenal speaker. I'm not used to shitting you, but that was a should have inserted Dr. Evil. 130 million <laughs> YouTube followers. Oh Mr. God. Bigglesworth. We should tell her that. By the way, you should add this to and your... And the pinky goes to the mouth. And if you've never watched Austin Powers, then, then you I'm sh- sorry for you. Anyone under 18 is like, what's Austin Powers? Yes. What are you talking about? And I hope under 18-year-old people are listening, but you cannot. This is illegal. Just so you know. Austin Powers? No, I'm talking about our podcast. Oh, oh, yes. No, they can watch Austin Powers. In some countries, it's probably legal. To listen? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of the United so, States. Yeah. Do we? Uh, yeah. Anyways, when we go Doesn't into matter. that. But, um, I've been to rated R movies when I was 14. No, just power. <laughs> is that why you're so... Rated X? No. You're so... Uh, special? Yeah. You're so... Uh, I lied about my age. I was like, I'm 18. Saving Ryan's privates. I'm saving <laughs> Private Ryan. <laughs> You're watching porn. <laughs> that that does exist, I believe, right? It does. Oh, Saving so, Ryan's privates. I'm pretty sure. Probably. It's I mean, if porn. not, it's a genius name for uh, porn. The best thing to do is to watch, uh, not watch the porn, but look at the names, the uh, converted names of like Forrest Hump. Oh yeah, and all of the uh, the. <laughs> creative you'd be good at this i would be they would be so if anyone's hiring out there in the porn community for, Just for titles renaming yeah. the titles of uh, blockbuster hits let me know blockbuster what would Armageddon yourself be called? again 18 year olds like what's blockbuster <laughs> <laughs> they're still called blockbuster hits uh, that's they? where blockbuster came from i know but it's not around anymore is it no but th- Okay, we're getting, off, we're getting off topic. We're changing the name of the podcast to, to Let's Debate About Porn. And t- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we have a really fun testimony about cum loads and balls. And I'm going to read it. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Cum loads and balls. <laughs> cum loads and balls testimonial. I'm reading that. I'm just reading the, the testimonial title again, the testy title. As you said on your show, if you come too often, there isn't enough in the tank to make a big load. 
If, on the other hand, you aren't coming often enough, your production goes down. My GF and I are on a daily sex schedule. Yes, I know I'm lucky. If she's out of town for a day or two, I can get a bigger load. When I've been between partners, if I don't come for a week, I don't come as much. Regarding balls, I always wanted balls that dangle a bit. Not a lot, but more than what I have. On the show, one of you joked, wait 20 years. I'm long past 20 years of waiting, and they're still pretty tight to my torso. Mine still dangle enough where she says she loves how they slap her in the butt. That's enough to make me happy. A couple comments from a damned grown-up who has had a pretty blessed love life. (laughs) Smiley face. (laughs) Oh, my God. A damned grown-up. That's hilarious. I love that. A Um, damn cool grown-up. I also like this. A dangle. (laughs) I like saying dangle. I can say dangle all day long. Uh, The the old ball slap. A nice dangle. Do you like... Did we talk about that on the show? We did because... We said we were talking. Yes, we did. We edited something out too. That oh yes, yeah. we did. That was funny. We were talking about experiences with people's <laughs> dangle balls <laughs> that we've had. We yeah, we edited it just to keep, protect some humans. Well, I had one of our mutual friends had said to me, and she's had a lot of sex, and she's just a, a sexual mastery masterer, masterer, masterer. And she was saying to me at some point in my relationship with her, I've known her since two thousand six. She was like, "You've never had that where the balls just." slap you in the stomach as you're getting fucked doggy the style? The stomach? Yeah, the stomach. And wow. I was like, no, but that's very and interesting. And she was into it. She, I, I, she would, was neither here nor there with okay. it. She was just, asking, she was surprised I had never had that I experience. mean, I've never had a stomach slap, but I've definitely had balls slapping against my We'll bits. confirm with her again, but I remember her saying that and I was like, wow, that's interesting. And we were talking about, it was an older person that she had been hooking up with yeah. back that's what years about ago. Longer balls the longer gravity balls. And hits. we were talking about just wait 20 years yeah. when that shit hits and they just get lower, which is what I've understood happening. I'm sure like tits, for instance, boobs, people say gravity. And yeah. you know me, I'm 39. I never wear a bra and people comment about how perky my tits are. You have very nice breasts. Thank you, Amy. They're very, very I've never beautiful. worn a bra and I just, I, I don't. It's weird I've, to see her with a bra or underwear on everyone, just so you know it's odd. It's yes. M- must be a funny day. I think it's the same though. It's like the one saggy boob say the other saggy boob. They'll say nothing if you don't wear a bra. <laughs> <laughs> what has, what's the real ending to that joke? It's a good joke. Amy knows it. Perk up, but I think we're nuts. <laughs> I learned that from April, by the way. It's not my joke. It um, can be it's yours a great now. I it's think one of the few that jokes is my I know. gift to you for Kwanzaa. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over. I'm a, a 33% Jewish. Actually, it just went down to 31% because, you know, those online More things. More people are change. testing. Yeah, it's changing. Anyways, yes. that's not what this podcast is about either. It's Thank you Hanukkah for Sameach if, if you speak Hebrew. See, she's Hebrew. better. You're not even Jewish, and she's better at being a Jewish human than I am. So I live in Israel. Uh, maybe you can be my teacher. You can I teach me so. some things. Okay, ready for a sex question? No, because I'm going to talk about <gasps> Uber Lube. Of course you are. That's the best thing to talk about. Yeah, we can't bypass Uber Lube. The Uber Lube's great for saggy balls. It's also great for tight balls. Uber Lube's great for all kinds of sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for vaginal sex, anal sex, even oral sex. April likes to put a couple drops in her mouth before giving. Uh, and Uber Lube is before a high giving. For giving. Dot, dot, dot. Head. <laughs> so Uber Lube is a high-grade, luxurious silicone lubricant that you actually love and want on your body. Uh, in our opinion, it is one of the best lubes on the market. No flavor, no scent, no taste, just amazing. And 
I'm into aesthetics. The bottle is completely beautiful. It looks like a, it could be perfume. It could be a bottle of fancy lotion. It's glass. It has a pump top that's easy to access. So check it out. If you've never checked it out before, or you want to give the gift of lube to all of your friends, I give that almost every single year to anyone in my family. You're welcome. I hope they're not getting sick of all the lube we give them. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. Surprise. So if you want to check out what we think is the best lube on the market, and in my opinion, pretty much everyone who's having sex should own lube. Yes, I just showed you, but it's a really great gift. And it's also a wonderful thing to just have for yourself. Go check out uberlube.com. You can use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 10% off and free shipping. And well, you know, if you do celebrate the Christmases, it might be a really nice stocking stuffer. I don't know. You can stuff it in all your stockings. I'm going to stuff it in your stocking. Okay, now are you ready for a sex question? I'm going to stuff this sex question into my brain right now. Yes, I haven't read it yet. All right, let's stuff this. As you like to say, surprise, surprise. We're going to stuff this in April's brain. I, <laughs> I, we think we're funny. I am listening to your podcast and I love it. I have not had sex in four years and recently I have had a fella pique my interest. We only do video chats of having orgasms. He is on a different level than I am sexually and I want to be a sex goddess, but I'm not sure what to do. I want to learn how to talk dirty and flirt, but I feel stuck. Please help. Ooh, videos of orgasms. That's kind of fun. So you they've only met online. Do you think she's seen the fella's face? Uh, well, uh, yeah, are you just showing genitals or what's going on? Um, yeah, but I was curious about yeah. that. I'm, I'm super curious about this. And it and sounds fun. How do you know right when you're going to orgasm? You just like FaceTime? Well, you probably just wait. It's a probably a masturbation session. Okay. With orgasm. I'm, I love over this. A video. I love this. Enti- yeah. In its entirety, it's incredible. And to this person who says this other, that the person you're playing with is more experienced than you on a different level, you're pretty fucking badass because you're on a video with new people that you don't really know very well having orgasms. So I think you already have some um, bravery and experience under your belt. Uh, and I think what happens is my opinion, and you know what happens with uh, insecurities around experience or skill. Uh, sometimes we get in our heads about it when we actually we know a lot more than we than we think we do, and we are like, oh, I've only you know I've only had sex with three people, so I don't know a lot. When really you actually might know a lot more than someone who's had sex with twenty people. And um, and I realize that's not exactly what you're asking. It sounds like you're asking about confidence, and you're asking about talking dirty and flirting. So that again, that kind of reminds me of confidence and being bold and straightforward. Um, we have an online workshop. Uh, at shamelesssex.com that's called Wild Woman Sex and it's a lot about this about finding our confidence and it's specifically designed for vulva owners and finding our confidence in speaking our desires our needs um, and one thing I'll say is that it's a practice, you know, that is that no, I say a lot but one thing I'll say is that, that all this stuff is a practice. So you want to be a sex goddess, you want to talk dirty and flirt it's not just like read a book and you're, you're good at it. It's practice these things, whether it's writing out sexy things, talk, talk dirty to yourself in front of the mirror, record yourself talking dirty. Um, and, and I think April, you have a podcast to plug there, well, right? I really like the practice piece yeah. because this is something that is not easy if you aren't rehearsed on some level. And so we recorded with episode 164 with 
Amberly Rothfield, Phone Sex and Dirty Talk. Oh, I love that. She was awesome. So funny. And she was a phone sex uh, operator for many, many years. And she makes it fun and playful. She's She's hilarious. She makes you laugh. And then we also did episode number four. We were such babies. Oh my God. Number four was Pussy Praising and Sexy Talk, AKA Dirty Talk. Cause we don't, we didn't, and we still don't like to call it dirty because there's nothing dirty about it. It could be hot, sexy talk. So those are two episodes, number 164 and number four that you could you could access right now from Shameless Sex. Uh, and there's a lot of other tools out there, but I do like the practicing because that's yeah. how I've been able to drop in. I never could really, and I'm an audible person when it comes to sexual experiences. If I don't think my partner's turn on or saying anything or making any audible sounds, then for me, it's really difficult to drop in and, and, and like the silent sex is not hot. And then if you're on video, it's even harder to drop in because you're not getting the actual physical touch. So sounds or, and sounds could be one way to even, and bring it to a dirty level. You don't have to do uh, specifically do, do certain sentences. You could do those. Uh, you don't have to say specific sentences, but you could just be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That feels great. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me some things that you've said in, in, uh, in dialogue with partners like what what did i say yeah daddy oh yeah the daddy phase yeah the daddy phase phase. i was like oh that's hot that was a long one that's kind of faded it's itself out Um, now you're like don't bring up my dad and (laughs) it's not familial it's not my dad um and and i'll say that i haven't always been this in april i think we've said this many podcasts we haven't been this comfortable talking about sex the way we do um our whole lives. In fact, you know, 10 years ago, our, our whole dialogue between to each other, to partners was different, but now we're well-practiced. Um, I, sometimes when I teach sex ed, I say, say pussy, you know, 20 times in a row, and then you'll get really comfortable with the word pussy. Maybe not that one time, but for me saying pussy now is almost too natural. Well, I'll say it places. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like in a restaurant. There's children behind me. But for me, it's like a normal part of my vocabulary. 10 years ago, not so much. I could not in sex say, like, I want your your mouth on my pussy. Now it's like, that's pretty easy. To I've do. been in airport, like an airport specifically in Iowa. I was in Des Moines, Iowa years ago, and we were out of anal beads. And I was on the phone with the warehouse, <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand how we ran out of anal beads. Like, what? We know those are a great seller, and I can't fathom why you wouldn't let me know that we were going to be out of anal beads. And I look around and and I had, I swear, probably, I don't know, 10 people like, and I was like, Oh damn it. I forgot that this isn't just a commodity that I sell, but it's a commodity that could be a bit taboo for some people to hear about anal beads. And they're like, wait, and I I said it probably three to four times. Anal beads, anal beads, anal beads. (laughs) And I was like Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) But anal beads. It was, but I, we are really (laughs) faceted in talking about the topics of sex and sex toys. And that is something that comes with the practice. We get asked that when we're on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. How did you become so natural at it? And part of it was being unnatural or being uncomfortable and not having confidence and then wanting to learn about it and are, you know, sharing that story here. And not treating it like it's a dirty topic. No. It's normal. No. We're not talking. We don't, you know, we give details about our sexual experiences and, and I believe that I do it from a, a, a way that I have love. I'm not shaming folks nor are you ever and that's also an important thing if you're like I had this guy and he was like eh, yeah 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 that wouldn't be cool I don't want to do that because yeah. unless someone's harming me or my friends or themselves there's no reason to, to speak down to them and and uh, shame them and mm-hmm. so dirty talk can be hot talk and we can normalize 
the sex talk, Amy. Anal yeah. bead, anal bead, anal bead. And the last thing I will add to just the one bead. Just one here. bead. <laughs> I just want one bead. The whole strand's too much. Uh, oh, yeah, we just gave some to a friend. They're like, this whole thing? Anal oh, beads. P.S. They gave up one anal toy for your anal toy that we gave at a, yes, invite us to all of your holiday they wanted the gift beads. exchange party. They wanted the beads They did the want plug. the beads. So if you ever, you want to invite us to a white elephant, you all know what you're getting. Yeah. We will be ex- accepting I- invitations from now through July 16th, 2022. Anal toys. Anal toys, butt toys. Okay, the last thing I'll say before April reads the bio to this person, um, one person's version of sexy talk or the way they are as a goddess, you know, that you see in porn or that you hear how your friends are as sexual beings or how April and I are as sexual beings might not apply to you. So it's your version of being a sex goddess is your version and it's your journey to discover what that is. That's why I referred to our Wild Woman workshop because that's what it is. It's a four-video series and there's a lot of workshop stuff in there and um, also um, includes some free... um, um, stuff with us, like personal work with us. And um, and Layla Martin's going to have really great stuff for this. And uh, she has all the videos on her YouTube channel, but there are probably some good stuff in here. And April, will you tell us a little more about Layla Martin? I have two words for you before that. Freedom! Oh. <laughs> and anal beads. <laughs> um, those were four words. Damn it. Anyway, let's do the bio. Freedom. Remember freedom? I do. That was one of the first podcasts we ever... I'm actually a descendant of Robert the Bruce, which, don't hate, first king of Scots. Oh. I just found out. You're cool. welcome. Cool. You're welcome. I like that's that. That's why I'm such a warrior. Yeah, that's why you, slash why you say freedom really, like, really yeah. spot on. <laughs> this is not about me, though, everyone. This is about Layla Martin. Yes, and <laughs> Layla Martin is a visionary rebel who teaches on sexuality, relationships, and self-love to people across the globe. She's the founder of the Vital and Integrated Tantric Approach, otherwise known as VIDA, and the creator of the Vita Sex, Love, and Relationship Coaching Certification, the Vita Sacred Sexuality Initiation, and other programs. If you want to experience epic sex, legendary love, and your most magnificent self, visit her successful YouTube channel with over 135 million <laughs> viewers, as well as her website, LaylaMartin.com. That's L-A-Y-L-A Martin.com. But first... Have you checked out Field yet? Well, if you're an open-minded human looking for more sexual variety or want an awesome app to help you navigate the complex dating world, you have to check out Field. Field is one of the few dating apps that actually encourages you to embrace your sexual side with a community of awesome, ethical, and honest people where everyone can explore their desires. With radical open-mindedness designed into the app, you can share freely about your sexuality no matter how traditional or kinky you may be. Nonconformity and shame-free individuality is what Field is all about. Download the Field app for free now and check out why Field is our favorite alternative dating app. Field offers something for everyone, from singles to couples, monogamous to non-monogamous, to kinky, queer, even Tantra. You name it, it's likely on Field. And here's some more great news. You can download the Field app for free and support our show by going to field.co slash shameless. That's F-E-E-L-D dot C-O slash shameless. Or just click the link in our episode description to get the Field app for free today. It's fun to explore, easy to set up a profile. Really? What are you waiting for? Go check out Field now. All right, let's dive into the interview. It is... A fantastic, fabulous, <laughs> wonderful opportunity to have Layla Martin here. 
guesting with us. Um, I personally am very familiar with her work and I have been for years. I saw her perform at Burning Man, perform meaning she was on stage <laughs> teaching us about sex. She's a fabulous public speaker. Uh, she runs a coaching program. Uh, I personally have known people that have been in that program and it changed their lives. Uh, she has a lot of videos if you want to learn a lot of wonderful things about sex from her. And today we are here with Layla Martin to talk about how to have mind-blowing sex. But not only how to just have it once, like how can you make this a regular part of your life? So Layla, first of all, we always start with the same prompt. I sometimes say it's a question, but it's not. Can you tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? And this can be both in your personal world and or in the the business world. Totally. Um, all right. So I was sexually abused as a child and Catholic. So it was like a double whammy and just raised generally with a lot of like self-hatred and perfectionism. So I was at the point when I had my first boyfriend as a teenager that I like couldn't even go into a Victoria's Secret because I was like too traumatized and shut down and freaked out by sex and sexuality. And I'm the kind of person who like, if something scares me, I actually move towards it. So I was like, all right, that's a huge issue. Like I'm terrified of my own body. I'm so shut down. I'm scared of sex. Like I'm going to actually like gravitate towards sex and learn about it. So I went to uh, Stanford University when I was 17 and I started to study uh, sexuality through the lens of the medical field. And I remember just being like, wow, like, okay, this is really useful for like birthing a baby, for like understanding like, you know, how to analyze like sexual data to figure out when people like, you know, have sex for the first time. But like nothing about this education is showing me how to heal my pervasive trauma, to fall in love with my body, to even be able to say the word pussy with any level of like confidence and shamelessness. So like there was just this recognition of what I'm seeking isn't here even in the best of what academia has to offer. So like where the fuck am I going to learn how to fuck, right? And where am I going to learn how to let go of all of this baggage that I'm carrying because I desperately want to. And so I took time. I took two years off of university, bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. My mom said I was 18 and she's like driving me to the airport and her 18-year-old daughter is literally on a plane to Thailand. Like, I'm not going to go to Stanford. I want to go to the jungles of Asia to learn about sex. And, uh, and she was like, well, like, do you have, do you have like a hotel? Are you going to like, how, what are you going to do when you get there? And this is like pre-cell phone. So I was like, mom, I'm going to ask the people on the plane. And like, I totally mom was did. like, totally, totally safe. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Go right at, you're, you're an adult now. <laughs> so they told me to go to Koh Samoy and it was like all like bars and parties and all of that. And I was like, this isn't what I seek. So I went to Copanya on like the home of like the full moon parties and the raves and all of that. Took like way too many drugs. I saw like chipped like teeth in the back. The dentists are always like, holy shit, like you shouldn't even be alive with chipped teeth like that. There's like this Midwestern dentist I have and she's like, honey, how did you chip your teeth? And I was like, I took too many drugs at a party at sunrise <laughs> in Thailand. She was like, honey, thanks for being honest. This is like a month ago, <laughs> the dentist. I was like, totally. So anyways, I'm in Thailand and uh, I was at a half moon party and there was this Israeli drug dealer who was trying to sleep with this woman from San Francisco and he was trying to sleep with me. And I was like, yo, I'm out of here. I don't know what I came here for, but like, I well, like whatever. I go home, I run into them the next morning. They're eating breakfast. He's pissed because I didn't sleep with him the night before. So he storms off and she looks at me and she's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, you don't belong here. And I was like, 
Okay. And she was like, I'm going to show you where you belong. Go pack your bags. And I was like. Oh, she was helping you. She's helping me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was like, she was kind. So, yes. So, I packed my bag. I was like in some hut up the street. And she was like, come. She takes me on a boat to this place called the Sanctuary. And I've been there. Whoa. Oh, my God. So, it's, it's in, so I've, I've done that from the boat. So, you go to Hot Yawn. And then yeah. on, and you climb over a hill. Or maybe it goes right to the Sanctuary. But I've been to the Sanctuary. Maybe you're not before. supposed to say where it is. Maybe it's like the beach. It oh, sorry. So, so the crazy thing, this this might be made up, but people told me it was true that Alex Garland, who wrote The Beach, actually was at the sanctuary in the 90s because they built all their huts up in the jungle and took LSD all the time because they wanted this, like, colony of, like, spiritual exploration. Um, I went to one of those. Uh, it wasn't LSD, but in uh, not on the sanctuary side, but like on the other side of the mountain, the hot yawn side. And I can't, I'm not going to tell you where it was because I don't even know the name of the bar. <laughs> but there was, like, a night where you knew that you could go to the bar and you could buy mushrooms or MDMA Eden. It's, at it's the bar. It's called Eden. Eden, okay, all right. Which, by the way, <laughs> drugs are punishable by death in Thailand, so, so we're not do recommending not. doing this. We're not telling you to do it. And the I don't military think, I, and the police yeah. are always taking over, so, like, yeah. no drugs yeah. at Eden, no matter what but we say. It was, it, was, it was so awesome. And so just bringing it back to you, I remember Sanctuary, it was, like, um, all vegetarian, vegan food, really good vibes, uh, I think a lot of yoga classes. So I guess, yeah, tell more about your story there. So I got there and this was a little bit before it became like a tourist destination. So it was still wilder. There like wasn't even that much electricity. And then it sort of built up to more of like the resort it is today. So 18 land there. People are teaching like Osho workshops, Kundalini, like Tantra, all of this. And I was like, whoa, you know, like I went from being this like Colorado, like suburban kid. Colorado's way cooler now than it was when I grew up there. And I was like, People like this exist, like they wear like bright colors, they take LSD, they have sex with each other, like what? And so like mine just like, and so that started this kind of understanding that there was a perspective in the world that led people to have better sex than what most of us grew up with. And it was some combination of like opening your mind with LSD or plant medicine, you know, intelligently and wisely and not by purchasing it from Eden, but from a trusted Swedish drug dealer or something like that. Anyways, (laughs) and then... (laughs) Don't get your drugs in the street, kids, okay? Only from the street. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you got to be smart about it. And... Teaching, you know, Osho meditations, yes, Osho of Wild Wild Country, uh, but really that, like, it was, like, expand your energy, free your voice, get wild. Like, the heart of those teachings was, like, look, like, a bunch of people try and meditate, but they have so much compressed emotional energy that, like, it's hard to actually understand the level of surrender and presence that meditation is pointing you to when you're, like, so tightly wound inside. So is this intentional, like, unwinding of your being to, like, heal your trauma, free yourself of all your conditioning and one of the things that I really started to understand was like we think like oh I grew up as a kid and got like negative sex ed and you know for me grew up very religious and you know had like a kind of misogynistic view of the world maybe I watched a bunch of porn and it's not like you can just put that down when you then want to have the most epic sex of your life that stuff actually gets into the physiology of your body it creates different patterns psychologically and and in actually your musculature and so I I learned all about what does it take to systematically unwind all of those blockages so that you can get sexually free because the best sex we all know is 
wild, unleashed, unselfconscious, shameless sex. But how do you actually start with a nervous system that's so programmed with all of that and get to actual shamelessness? And so that's what I learned. And I spent like 10 years in Asia and it was fucking awesome. Went back to Stanford for a little bit and then did what I do now. You, you were there for 10 years? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I think that's a good segue though, because we're talking, this episode's about mind-blowing sex and obviously... 10 years uh, in this sort of school, if you will, it sounds like it was some sort of school of, of, of like, it's not hard knocks at all. It was like sex knocks life. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but how do you define having all of this experience and all of these years now uh, in, in your training and your professional life uh, in the world of sexuality? How do you define mind-blowing sex? And we're going to get into tips later, but uh, I would love to hear that from you, Layla. Okay, so mind-blowing sex to me is a combination of being so enraptured by what you're feeling that it becomes the whole experience. So whether it's like really incredible pleasure, really incredible ecstasy, an internal flow state that you're not in your head, you're definitely not fantasizing about something else that's happening. Like you can be in kink states, but you're present and it's like the same as we would say, like, what is like a mind blowing, like athletic experience? It's like you're in the state of just like, wow, like mastery, like expansion, like you're doing it fully. Right. Sex is the same because a lot of the time we've never trained ourselves sexually in our entire lives. We're like, oh, it should just happen. Like it's something that comes naturally. But it's like tennis doesn't just come naturally. Eating healthy definitely doesn't come naturally. Being fit doesn't come naturally, right? You have to work at it. So a lot of the time, mind-blowing sex is a, an expression of us having learned about ourselves as sexual beings, learned what we love, but then actually using tools the same way that you would train in sports to train yourself sexually. So things like using breath work very conscientiously, which can regulate your nervous system. Using things like sound, which can tone your vagus nerve, which can activate deeper and more profound layers of pleasure than you ever thought possible using things like mindfulness because what happens with sex a lot is we're very like dopamine driven so we get very turned on by the idea of it and the idea of someone new or something new or something exciting and so when we're in dopamine systems in our brain we're very activated by all of the possibilities but to enjoy sex to have actual mind-blowing sex we have to shift to a different network where we want what is and this is what we're not taught about mind-blowing sex we tend to think of mind-blowing sex from that dopamine system of like, I want to try this. I want to do that. I want to fuck this person. I want like all of that. Right. And it's so much excitement. And that's why when you meet a new person, right, there's nothing like a shiny new object. Right. Yeah. And part of that is in our culture, we are so rarely trained in the art of wanting what is, especially in sex, because sex is not some like perfect formula that unfolds in front of us. It's actually human bodies, which are complex and multifaceted, right? It's a whole Holy shit. Yeah, human. They are. It's like a universe in front. It's a whole universe. And we're terrified of the magnitude of that. So mind-blowing sex is, yes, like states of ecstasy, incredible orgasms. Usually being in love or able to love the person in front of you is the best kind of sex. And being so into it that, like, you lose your sense of everyday control. But ironically, that doesn't happen by creating these, like, like mind-blowing ideas of what sex is, it's really through retraining yourself to be able to get super high off of what is, and that is a lot of the art of what I study. I 
love that definition that it also because it doesn't feel like so narrowed, right? Like mind blowing sex means that you touch here and you look there and and he he has an orgasm and she has an orgasm and yeah. orgasm's obviously a part of it, but it's pleasure, it's connection, it's this ecstatic vortex of just like was this 20 minutes or three hours and was there even an outside you lose yourself here? in the experience yeah. like you totally oh lose yeah. yourself that's that's what fucking but, i'm but thinking about but not in a disassociative way and like no. in like a really powerful yeah. wonderful <laughs> way and not a gregorian mind no, like a not, time not frame. a like do whatever you want with me yeah. i'm yeah. like a carpet now you know no. <laughs> or, or like I, but or like what a lot of people go through is like is this over yet is this over yet yeah. you know like that, that old thing which is very common which we um, maybe we'll talk about that but we've, we've had plenty of podcasts on that experience and why that is but let's talk about a little bit more so we defined mind-blowing sex what in your opinion is the biggest barrier to mind-blowing sex? I think you've commented on that a little bit, but do you have other th- ideas well, or concepts as to why that is? Well, it's in the name, right? We want our minds blown. So <laughs> what would be the opposite of mind-blowing sex, you're in your fucking mind, right? And so this is what is so interesting is that so much of what we learn about sex, how we're conditioned about sex puts us in our mind. We get put in the prefrontal cortex. That's where all of this like dreaming and fantasizing and wanting exists. And in the prefrontal cortex, if you stay there during sex, which is very easy to do, you're going to stay in a fantasy realm. You're going to want to keep Um, you know, engaging in sexual fantasies, not necessarily being present, thinking about whether you're good enough, how you look, what your partner's thinking, if you're taking too long, if you're going to have an orgasm, all these things, which are, here's the thing, so normal in the mind. Like the mind is the, that part of the mind, the discerning, judgmental, like, oh my God, what time is it mind? It's so unsexy. And oftentimes what it's designed to do is protect us from what we're actually feeling. So your mind will start going nuts of like, you know, did I actually like tur- like do the laundry thing correctly or like whatever? Or, you know, what is my lover thinking? Or, you know, am I going to come fast enough? And when you're in that state, literally biologically, you cannot be in the deeper states of somatic surrender, which is what we're talking about. So when your mind is blown, you literally have to know how to switch off your mind. We talk about this now in meditation, right? Like how do you get out of your mind? How do you not be controlled by your mind? We rarely talk about that in sex. And we rarely talk about why your mind gets in so much control of sexuality. And a lot of the time it's because even though we crave having our minds blown, we're actually terrified of it at the same time because it's a loss of control. Yeah. It, I, uh, well, so I will speak for April and I, because uh, you usually I do. Hope, I, I do often, but we are so we are, so we are very similar. We're also very different in a lot of ways, but we are both very heady people who are like doers. We're like, you look in our planner, we're like, okay, eight things to do today. And it makes us feel safe because we aren't, we're not going to forget the thing. And, um, and so I think there's a, at least with everyday life outside of sex, I think sometimes we need that so that we show up for the appointment or, you know, we take care of ourselves in the way we need, we, we need to. And then in sex though, it's like, a whole different world where if we were, you know, if you like the books, like the game and things like that, where they're like all, all the sex hacks and people are literally like, 
you know, looking at their phone mid sex to see if they're doing it right, which is just makes it so that you're not present and you're in, and I, I, it's an art and, and a practice. And I, I personally always said that great sex kind of is a, is a meditation yeah. and it really, and it really is. It really is a meditation, like on a, some sort of single point of focus on connection, on sensation, on, you know, on, on something, not your brain being like, so what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? And am I going to come? And what do I look like? And what do I smell like? And do they really love me? And how is this going to go? And then like, I can say for myself, when I, my mind has been in that place during sex, I am not having mind blowing sex. I'm having okay. I'm having good sex, maybe. Or maybe not so much. Yeah, if I'm lucky. (laughs) But the times that I've had the, you know, the mind blowing sex, it's been very, very flow state. And yeah, just a whole, a whole different experience. Um, And I just want to honor to people that are listening. Easier said than done. So much easier said than done. And that's what I really want to emphasize is like we often tend to think of ourselves in the domains of sex as like something is wrong with me or not good enough with me, right? And what I would love for us to take away from what we've at least shared so far is when you're in that mind, the opposite of mind blown, like mind fortress or something like that is like you're just in a part of your nervous system that that's all it knows how to do. So you're like using the wrong part of it's like an inappropriate part of your nervous system, but we've all been trained to go there. And so being able to, as you all said, like be more in control of having mind blowing sex, having it more often, not just stumbling upon it sometimes is to actually understand your own nervous system such that you know the tools that will switch you out of that network into the other networks. And the thing that I often say when I'm stuck in that realm is I'm like, what is it that I don't want to feel right now? Mm. And because I'll find that if I'm really in that heady space, there's something that I'm trying not to feel, which is the great blessing of that network, right? You don't want to feel, you don't want to be sensitive. You don't want to be in yourself. You just want to get errands done. That's what that part of your mind is for. But when you're having sex, it's all about feeling. And because we've also been so trained to believe that sex should only be about pleasure, you should feel pleasure, 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 at just the right amounts until you come at the same time. There's this compressed reality of I should only be feeling pleasure during sex, but actually in that somatic limbic realm, any emotion is possible. And we kind of know this intuitively that like you can have a crygasm, right? Like you can crymax, you can like feel sometimes like states of rage, like you can get like in your set, like in your feels like sex is more like art than science a lot of the time, but we treat it like a science. And when we do that and tell ourselves, you're not allowed to feel what you're feeling right now, we'll go into our heads and we'll feel stuck in our heads. But the thing that keeps you in that holding pattern is an unwillingness to feel what you're actually feeling, which might not be pleasure. But if you feel what you're feeling, what happens is it actually unlocks the feeling doorway so you can start feeling and the best sex is when you are actually at that level of connection with yourself. This podcast is free to listen to because of another one of our amazing sponsors like Everlywell. Everlywell offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted, physician-reviewed results. You can choose from tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, thyroid, STD, and so much more. We're huge fans of the Everlywell STD test because it allows you to test for seven types of STDs right at home. The test is simple to take, gives you easy-to-understand results, and even guides you through the next actionable steps about your results all sent straight to your device. 
I took their sleep and stress test because I wanted to learn why I've been struggling with sleep. I collected my sample following the easy instructions, dropped it in the mail with a prepaid shipping label, and had the physician-reviewed results on my phone in just a few days. And this holiday, you can give more of what matters with an Everly Well at-home lab test. For our listeners, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off at-home lab tests at everlywell.com shameless. That's everlywell.com shameless for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com shameless. All right, back to the show. Okay, so pragmatically speaking, a list to define the applicable tips to go from good sex to mind-blowing sex. We've talked about mindfulness, getting out of your head into your body, which we've talked about many times. Uh, And you talked about the shifts of thinking about, um, well, just can you list them? And not, I don't want to list them. I was trying to repeat them, but you're the expert here. And I wanted to make sure that we have a list. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the best tools is truly breathing. So you can learn all kinds of advanced breathwork techniques, but the simplest is to just breathe deeper and fuller than you normally would. Like you notice that that actually happens when you're climaxing, but if you're in your head during sex, you're probably not breathing that deep and full. When you start doing that, that actually neurologically quiets the thinking part of your brain and puts you back into your feelings. You can tie the breathing to your genitals, which is very helpful. So it's to imagine that you could breathe into your pussy, your penis, or your intersex genitals. You can't actually, but when you do that, what happens is it helps switch your focus from wherever the fuck you're going into the future into your body, which is another kind of secret way, but it's obvious when you talk about it, to switch your perception from that part of your brain into the sensations inside of your body, which is where you want to be. So breath work and also attention to the sensations inside of your body. And you can combine those two into a very simple practice, which helps so much. I can't tell you how many times I've been having average sex and I'm just like, just breathe into your pussy. Just breathe into your pussy. Pay attention to what you're feeling in your pussy. It sounds so simple. And yet, because all you really need to do is switch gears in your nervous system, something that simple can actually be the gateway between mind fortress and mind blowing sex. So, you can ble- breathe into your penis too. You can breathe into your genitals, whatever you're owning, right? Well, all your, your bits, a- your, your asshole. asshole. Yeah. Breathe yeah, you into can that totally asshole. breathe into your asshole. But I what, love what I asshole will breathing. Say, though, is, is like, <laughs> so, at least in my experience, it's a, bit, a lot easier when I'm self pleasuring for me to do that to like, all right, focus on my pussy, breathe into my pussy. And then when I'm with a partner, I, I, I try to do that, but now, and I think, you know, I got some codependency ish, which I learned from Jason Gaddis. I love how he says that codependent ish, um, stuff, but also even aside from codependent, it's a lot of energy to take on because now it's my energy, their energy. And so I'm like, I need to breathe in my pussy. And then sometimes I need to close my eyes and then they might feel like I'm disappearing on them. But I'm like, I need, I need to do this right now so that I can like just get into the space. And my ultimate intention would be to be able to do that whilst in connection, whether it's eyes open or there's ways to be in connection without your eyes open. But um, it it's, uh, at least for me, it's uh, been a challenge. It's something that I've experienced. It's easier uh, on my own. And the more I practice on my own, the, the easier it gets to bring into partnership. And the more I practice with partners where I specify, let them know that that's what I'm doing, then that helps us because then they're like, not like, what the fuck is going on? I've also had that experience where you're like, I'm in my head. What do I need to do? How do I get out of this? And, and uh, one tool I've used too is to say to a partner, I identify as as a kinky person. Um, 
in that moment, I was like, I'm in my head. I'm so not present for sex right now while we're having sex. And and he was like, okay, what do you need? And I, was, and I felt into it. I was like, I think I need you to slap my ass right now. Yeah. And which is not all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I think I need you to hold me or I need you to just massage my pussy or something. Or we need to stop having sex or take a bubble bath. But And in that, so just there's all these different ways where I think if we slow down and we feel into the tools there or the, the ways that are available or taking a deep, long breath, uh, which I love that reminder because I should be breathing a lot more than I already. I know I'm breathing, but I should be doing a lot more of those deep breaths. So, well, I was going to say, because you asked for a list, there is this other practice. It really comes from the Taoist tradition, which is when you have stagnant energy in any organ system, the amount of goodness or high vibration feelings that you can have in that organ system is highly limited. So we get this kind of intuitively with our heart. It's not as woo as it sounds like we all know that if you have an open heart, you're going to feel more love. You're going to feel more joy. You're going to feel more compassion, right? Like open hearted is like all of these associated experiences. And most of us know that intuitively versus closed hearted, right? My heart's closed. I feel numb. I don't feel a lot of love. I feel shut down. I feel grumpy, like whatever it is, right? So we have this intuitive knowing in these parts of our body, but we start talking about like, let's say your womb or your pussy or your cock, right? It's like, what does it mean to actually have an open cock versus a closed cock? We've never even mentioned this, but it makes sense. If you have internalized shame, if you have you know, convinced yourself that you're taking something from a woman. If there is a feeling like there's something wrong with your sexuality that literally exists as a kind of somatic contraction in, let's say, your penis, right? Inside of pussy, like any kind of fear of sexual violation, which makes total sense. Like there's nothing wrong with any of this, but it shows up can show up as stagnant energy inside of our pussies, inside of our penises, inside of any kind of genitals. And so what happens is it compresses our ability to feel in that area. So when you systematically do practices to release fear, shame, guilt, stagnant energy, what happens is in the free flowing energy, you actually get, and it doesn't quite sound right, but think of like you have an open heart, you have an open pussy, you have an open penis. What happens is you start to feel so much more, just like you can feel more with an open heart. You can experience so much more with an open mind. When you do these practices to release what is causing a closure in, let's say, your closed sexuality, then with that new openness and availability, you feel so much more pleasure, so much more orgasmicness. So you can do that with your asshole, for instance. Like people carry so much baggage around the asshole. It's a freaking portal to the deepest, most powerful, most potent orgasms, right? But when we've sort of layered all of this meaning and story onto our asshole, it literally compresses the spectrum of feeling that we can access in there. And so when you start to unwind that, that has added up inside of your body, you'll also be able to get to mind-blowing sex a lot more because you'll be able to tap into those feeling states which contribute to that experience. Oh, wow. Okay. So these are some applicable tools like we were, I was asking for, I was like, list those. Here's my whiteboard with my uh, magic erase pen. So, okay. So it sounds like anyone out there is capable of doing this, no matter what experiences you've had in the past. And you, you were a person that came from traumatic, traumatic sexual experiences in the beginning. Um, so this is great news for everyone out there, which we've been telling you since the start of shameless sex. So, uh, no huge surprise, but I'm so excited just to have you kind of narrow it down and help folks drop into the, again, the applicable pieces. So to make this something that occurs not not irregularly, but but 
you know, often. So we're, we're looking for from moving from regular sex or eh, boring sex or somewhat uh, meh, meh sex, meh. You know what that is? Yeah, I've had that before. Uh, me uh, too. Meh. Um, that's the best way to describe it. People probably are like, wow, meh. she's very literal. <laughs> um, so, so to move from this type of sex in your life to um, something that you can have mind-blowing sex all the time, what do you think the, the best pieces are? And I know you already engaged some of those, but um, just just to go deeper. Totally. So having a solo practice is really important. So I encourage having what I call a pleasure practice, which is like woke masturbation. So you're not just doing the same thing that you would do easily, right? Like if it's a vibrator, a same kind of fantasy, like we all have the thing we love to do, right? Like I love like touching my clitoris in circles and having some sort of like sexy fantasy. So it's not about not doing that. It's about giving yourself a space even just once a week or fuck it. Even if it's once a month, it'll still change your life to do it 12 times a year. Like what you do is you get to reprogram your sexuality. So it's really hard to go from creating the neural networks from when you masturbate the same way all the time to having mind-blowing sex. So when you have a solo practice where you're doing uh, what you all were talking about of like adding in some breath work, doing this kind of, if you're like, how would I release stuck energy from my penis in my womb? Like that's exactly what I teach on my YouTube channel, like is the practicality of how to do that. So when you're doing that on your own, you're actually creating new pathways in your brain to be able to orgasm and experience sex. So sex is a habit, right? And the more that we do sex in a particular way, experience orgasm in a particular way, climax in a particular way, we're actually building the neural networks that make it easier to go through that route. So how we masturbate directly translates into how we experience sex. So if you'll take even one masturbation session a week, call it a pleasure practice and make it more about feeling your genitals even more than you usually do, breathing a little bit deeper than you normally do, doing something where you let yourself feel whatever you're going to feel, that's going to start to shift how you will experience sex with your partner. Having a regular communication practice. So the like one of my favorite tools is called Fears, Desires, and Loves. And you just spend two minutes each talking about what you're afraid of, two minutes each talking about what you desire, and two minutes talking about what you love about your partner. And even like the most basic communication exercise like that, it's like it allows for that level of trust and connection to be able to do what you all are talking about, like be like, hey, I'm in my head right now, or, you know, I'm going to breathe for just a moment if that's okay. Like it starts opening that conversation, which is so, so, so essential. And then usually if you're on your own, if you're not going to like fly to Columbia and do a Tantra retreat or something like that for a week, <laughs> I get it. Like you want to try and incorporate like one simple practice into sexuality, right? And like, it sounds so simple. We're like, oh, what could that really do? But it's like, you know, if you just ate kale, once a day, and that was all you did for your diet, you'd still actually be changing the course of your health. Or like if you did like one 15 minute walk, like even that is changing how you feel, what you experience, all that. So sex can be literally that simple. Like just trying it, like breathing into your genitals just for five minutes during the next time you have sex, seeing if your partner will try it with you, right? When you start to combine those basic, simple pieces, this is a good starter practice. And then of course, if you want to go pro with it, that's when you do like more in-depth trainings. Like that's why people would do six weeks with me. That's why they would do a year-long professional certification. It's because if you really want to master it, then you do so much more deep work on yourself and become like, 
you know, a sex witch or a tantrika or whatever. Ooh, I love sex witches. <laughs> sex That's witches what you were in your past life. No, I was <laughs> called. I was called. So I did this training and and we, we did this really. Uh, I did a Hakomi uh, holistic psychotherapy training. And as one of the rituals in the last day, you sit in front of everyone in the training. It's like 30 people. And they have one minute, you're in silence, and they come up with a word or a name for you. And most of them, for me, I'm like, you know, blonde, mermaid. You're like, Aphrodite, goddess. No, and I'm not hating on you all by the way thank you for calling me that lioness one person looked at me he's like he's like death witch and yes. i was like <laughs> yeah, i was like what okay all right cool then and and then later i was like all right that, okay cool. and later I, I talked to him and he was like i'm sorry was that too much for you and i was like no 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 i just it's just so different from everything i've ever heard and he was like it's just what came to me so in the and just the, here's Amy talking too much again. The, the funny version is we have a friend that I met through April. Who's that, been, who's on, been a, on our show. Yeah. Jen Velmer. She's been on our show. She does ancestral past life work. And I did a session with her without even telling her about the death witch story. And she was like somewhere, I think she said like the 12th century or something. You were some sort of death doula. And you were ostracized for it and you were essentially called a witch and you were tortured for like a year and like all this shitty stuff happened that is now showing anyways. And there was also stuff with sex though. People called you like a, like some sort of, like she said something cause you repeated oh, this to me. Oh, well there was sexual trauma in it. They, yeah. They, they did like, some she, bad she said, and I know this might be triggering for some people. Um, so just. A warning because this is an ancestral trauma story that is based on energy that not everyone believes in. Um, but she said that uh, my body was tortured in sexual ways, not with people's body parts, but with like brooms because I was a witch, you know. And anyways, so it's so, a sex witch, yeah, but a death witch, but sex death witch. But now I own it. Now I'm like I'm a motherfucking death witch, but I am more of a sex witch, and so I really love that part. But I do have two questions for you. <laughs> That are, are semi and not related. Okay, so two questions. Number one, I know what you're saying. Create this self-practice. It's really going to help you. We have done a Masturbation May challenge. Last year was a little shorter, but the year before it was a 30-day challenge mm -hmm. for 10 minutes a day. Uh, Self-pleasure. It doesn't even mean you need to touch your genitals. Don't have a goal towards orgasm. Um, and a lot of people participated. It was on Instagram, still anonymous, and it was hard for a lot of people, really easy for some people. Um, so this is a two-part question. They're different from each other, too. Uh, number one, for the folks that are like, I hear what you're saying, it's really hard for me to choose to start doing this. I'm busy. I, I have, have kids. kids. Yeah. I wake up and I have my routine. I'm not attracted to my partner anymore. Or, or at the end of the day, I don't, yeah, I don't have spacious to do it. Or I do, but I want, I watch the Netflix. You know, how, what is your advice to those people to finally get themselves to at least like maybe start? And then this is so separately related, but as we're talking about masturbation, what is your stance on sex toys, specifically vibrating sex toys as a part of that practice? Totally. Okay, so question number one, I'd say like, fuck it. You know, like in some ways, <laughs> working on your sexuality is like, I'd say it's like taking ayahuasca. Like you're going to like permanently change yourself. You're going to discover shit that maybe you wanted to know. Maybe you didn't, but it's true, you know? Or not. It's it's actually, it is a life-changing, destiny-altering decision. 
And we don't think of sex that way because we weren't taught to honor sex or respect its power. So like if it's not time and you would rather just watch Netflix and not experience that with your partner, like, God, at least don't feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I'd imagine you're listening to this podcast because you want to do something different or you're interested in it. But sometimes you just have to kind of like circle around it until it just locks in and it's time. Like when I got my first like jade egg situation, I it took me three years. I like bought this. It's this egg that you put up your pussy and like people freak out because like maybe jade, whatever you shouldn't put in your body. We made borosilicate glass eggs, which is the same material they make medical devices out of. So like whatever, do the practice. And like the idea is that like put it up your vagina, do yoga with your pussy. You're going to have all these mind blowing results. Three years. I carried the egg with me. I was like, oh, I'm going to like change my life. This is going to be amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I literally would just like set it on the window seal. I'd like put it in bed, <laughs> like carried around. I was like a whatever, like moving around all the time during my Asia days and three years. And I finally, one day I was in Bali and I put that egg inside my vagina and I did an online practice. It was like a, it was like an online course. And I like my womb like unlocked to the degree that like I thought I had chronic fatigue I couldn't behave and it was just like boom and I was like whoa whoa it was like a 10 minute practice and I was like holy shit so like I don't know I wasn't ready until I was ready you know and that's kind of a thing sometimes so there's part that the other thing that I would say when it comes to this is like I am so resistant I'm so highly resistant so what for me to make myself do my own practices which it's like a whole thing, right? Because I want to do all my practices. I want to live the practices. Sometimes I have to be like, just a minute, Layla. Just one minute, right? That's very helpful. It's also very helpful to help put myself into a more pleasurable state by like taking CBD, like something really light that like helps relax my nervous system, helps my body feel more sensual. And like, then I kind of want to do five minutes of pussy breathing in the bathtub. But we sometimes turn this into this like whole big thing and it has to be perfect and it has to be long and all of that. You know, I teach 45 minute practices. I don't do 45 minute practice. I do 45 minute practice like a couple times a year if I'm lucky. The rest <laughs> Thanks of the for time. being honest. <laughs> it's like five minutes, 10 minutes. I'm so proud of my if I crush a 20 minute egg practice I'm like wow I like crushed my day so also like really lowering expectations and just doing like the tiniest little thing because you might love it and it might inspire you to do more so that's really really helpful this podcast was also made possible by omgs.com omgs is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone. So whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Love that. That's good. That's what people, there's like this whole psychological study I read about when, pe when people are setting their New Year's resolutions, right? And they're, for, I'm going to be an athlete or I'm going to be a runner. Instead of doing that, there's like this, there's value to just saying, I'm going to run once a week 
and doesn't matter for how long. Instead of I'm going to be a runner, because you'll have more success. Instead of saying I want to lose weight or I want to have better sex, you say I want to take it just day by day. Don't I love that information? Or like, or like because, I'm going to run for ten minutes yeah, a day for or this I'm gonna week walk and just briskly. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that with yeah. my anal virginity kit. I, <laughs> I carried around. And, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to give my anal virginity to oh, a, a worthy Don't human. Don't say that that way. Oh God, Jesus! I didn't say it. Take it. Give it away. But I like wanted to give it away, give it away, present. give it away. No. No, it's a gift to you. So this is what I'm saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Thank you for Trigger. interjecting Sorry. during my... Virginity did get canceled. My, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my anal... I wanted to have anal sex for the first time, so I would carry this kit around that I called my anal virginity kit because it was like funny it, to me it was funny I didn't share that always but I carried it around for two plus years and I never used it and then my first anal experience didn't even use the fucking kit <laughs> I was just like ah, fuck the kit let's do it so it's <laughs> funny that, but you're like wanting and now to prep she really yourself likes anal sex. and now it's one of my favorite places to yeah. go um one of my favorite orifices to visit and so i appreciated the jade egg share because people swear by these things so being gentle with yourself um being prepared but lowering the expectations that is some badass boss queen advice right there from Layla martin duh yeah. this is why you do what you do so thank you for that um this is why you have you i mean you you have an incredible uh outlet for offerings Wait, and courses but i still want to know about the yeah. vibrators the vibrators. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. i want to know your stance because a lot of people in oh, yeah, this is the true. tantra world um are are very anti-vibrator are they anti like a lot fully? of them are. Oh, yeah. They're also they're kind like, of like anti-clitoris, too. They're like, don't oh, ever, yeah, you know, yeah. like what? you could it's even avoid the clitoris. It's all about the cervix. Yeah. I didn't know that. They're like, yeah. the clitoral legs wrap around the opening of the vagina, so you basically can't avoid it. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, all connected. That makes me holes. Yeah. It's interesting. And I get, I, I guess I get the complexity of like our brain is our largest sex organ. It, we can get used to or addicted to anything. To fucking Netflix, to being a gardening in my yard, to you know eating too many tomatoes, to drugs, yeah, to yeah. sex, to alcohol, porn, and I know that when our brains get used to having sex a certain way, and we think that's the only way that we get the orgasm, we can get stuck on that. My knowledge, I've taken many vibrator fasts before because. That's how I had my first orgasm. Um, I had go through different phases of kind of getting stuck on that. But I am aware that that is not me. That's a part of me. And that's not a permanent part of me. And uh, and so if, if you have a strong stance against vibrators, I welcome that. I'm just curious what you think as someone who's... You seem kind of like a fusion, right? You're like tantra and practical. So I wonder what you think. <laughs> yes. Um... Okay, so the way that I look at it is that there are a couple of different phases to sex and pleasure. And one is like, oh my God, we live in a sex negative world. Everything's overwhelming. Like capitalistic, busy ass digital society is not designed for us to be like the sexual creatures that we were born to be. So like get your pleasure where you can, right? Or like four generations of women who were taught that like, however the fuck a guy bangs you, right? Like you're just supposed to get off on it. To be able to use a vibrator and have an orgasm was like an act of sovereignty and empowerment and rebellion, right? So like understanding even the history of the vibrator is really powerful for like how important those tools can be in the context of our society. So there's two things about vibrators that I have seen 
um, and experienced personally myself. The first is there's a quality to a vibrator orgasm where you're like pushing your body into orgasm because the vibrating sensation isn't like, let me like open into this and like surrender to being penetrated by the pleasure of this. It's almost like a push on the pleasure to the point where like climax is almost like pushed out of you. And so in the the reason why a lot of Tantra teachers and Taoist teachers are kind of against that is most of the Tantric Taoist training around orgasm is to not tense around the pleasure and build into a climax state where you get this like firework of pleasure and then it drops down really suddenly, but to actually inhale and like surrender open to the pleasure. Now, I can say in my own body and people that I've talked with extensively about this, like the the quality of the orgasm when you tense around an orgasm and almost like squeeze one out is categorically different from when you've like surrendered open and you let the pleasure penetrate you to the core. It's like your soul gets fucked. And I would say that most of us can agree that like soul fucking is better than squeezing one out. So if you're... (laughs) However, however, in this pleasure starved world, like get it where you can, you know, like it's almost like food, right? If you're starving, eat whatever the fuck is around and like celebrate it and be into it and like love it, right? Then like, can you get into a more rarefied training where you're like, actually, like instead of squeezing one out, I'd like to retrain my nervous system to be able to be surrendered and receptive to the power of orgasm such that I can ride the ecstatic waves of God bliss inside my body. Totally. So is there like an argument to be made that like, as you develop your sexuality, taking breaks from vibrators, not using them every time you self-pleasure, et cetera, et cetera. Totally, right? Is there anything wrong with a vibrator? Fuck no. Like, I hope you have as many orgasms as possible and as much pleasure as possible before you die. The last piece, and I mentioned it already, is every single time you have an orgasm, you are training and strengthening that neural pathway to orgasm. And your body likes to do what it knows, and your brain likes to do what it knows it can survive. So, the more that you do one particular route to climax, the more that your body is going to want that even if other options are available to you. So if you have a a vibrator orgasm over and over and over and over again, and someone tries to like go down on you or have anal sex with you, your body's going to be like, wait, like, I don't want to like, that's not how we're used to doing it. Like I like doing it the way that we like to do it. So I would say that the risk with vibrators is if you only ever use a vibrator for self-pleasure, you are training your body to only want to orgasm in that particular way. And that is where there is like a risk because of all the people that I work with. That is a very common complaint. Like I got so into using my vibrator that I now cannot enjoy or as easily access other types of pleasure. And so I like to teach like orgasmic flex flexibility and pleasure flexibility, which means that I'm not just allowing my system to get pleasure from one known pathway all the time. I'm not touching myself the same way. I'm not always using the same sex toys. I'm not always fucking in the same position because what that gives me is the flexibility then to have more mind blowing sex because it's hard to get out of your mind when you're like, well, I I can only be touched this way with this pressure of sensation in this position. And that's the only way we can orgasm. A lot of people get 
get into that. Like I spent like a decade being like, my legs have to be closed. Clitoris has to get touched in a circular way. So again, no shame. Like I've totally been, I probably need to be having a fantasy about a boss, having sex with a babysitter or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like super real. So like I have absolutely been there again, no shame when I'm talking about any of this. But we have to have these conversations to be able to also understand what's possible. So when we're choosing that one pathway over and over again, your body will then like to travel along that pathway. And so creating orgasmic flexibility and pleasure flexibility is about saying, okay, this time, even though I like my legs shut, I'm going to leave them open. Even though I have an easier time with the vibrator, I'm just going to use my hands or like a dildo. Or even though I like fantasizing about this one thing, this time I'm not going to fantasize about anything. I'm going to fantasize about something different. And slowly, slowly what that gives you is just more choice and option without there being anything wrong with a vibrator. It's more like understanding its impact. And maybe being okay with, as you try these other things that are new, not having an orgasm right away. And No, your body's going to be like, oh, hell no. Like, it's not, <laughs> like, you're going to, like, literally, like, when I, I, like, to get out of holding my legs really tight, right, and masturbating that way, I literally would keep my legs open and my body would be like, close them, close them, close them. And I'm like, we're not going to close them. Come on. You know, like, I literally had to override this desire to stay in habit But then that's what also, and and like I teach this in a lot of my programs, is like literally even masturbating in different sexual positions so that you train your body to be able to let go in those positions and enjoy them so that you become more flexible in how you can experience sex. It's all the practice. You've talked about practice, practice, practice. And I think that's the best association. It's it's like retraining your biggest sex organ, as Amy mentioned, and you've you've also mentioned um, is to uh, practice. And I want to just uh, again, I want to give you the the accolades of your asso- your associative relational kind of things when you talk about if you're starving and you find a camera spam, you're gonna fucking eat the shit out of that spam and you're gonna love it. So it's like I loved that. I, I don't know if it's a metaphor. Fuck my grammar is. I need to go back to English class. But I love the associative terms that you've used and in, in 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 terms of like relationships and sex to if you're starving or I mean and it's it's so true because you have to sort of practice these things and you might have access to all of this beautiful food, but you'd enjoy that can of spam if you were motherfucking starving for six months, right? So it's the same with sex. And, and, you and so should you. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against spam, y'all. Hey, Nothing against spam. Had a spam masubi before is real good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it is. And I, I could not, and, and just this is the last piece because I want people to be able to uh, find you and work with you and, and know your offerings because you are such an incredible source of information and you can really help people shift their perspective and their their uh, lives to have mind-blowing sex. So I think this is so important for them to know about you. And I just want to, again, bring it back to the retraining of my brain. Before Shameless Sex, even, I had trouble orgasming with a partner because I'd been masturbating since I was five years old, not knowing that it was masturbation at the time. And I never knew that, that you could have orgasms with partners, with penetration, with all these things. And until this just with teddy bears, just with teddy bears, <laughs> and then just solo the with original vibrators. sex toy, the yeah. original sex toy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I had to retrain my brain, and I did it, and I actually did it. And now the, the sex that I've been able to have after applying the tools from amazing guests like you have really helped me become more shameless in my sex and have more mind blowing sex. So this is why this stuff is so important, and it's being gentle with yourself, as you mentioned, and then. I, 
and not holding like I'm going to be a mind a master at mind blowing sex. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Right. Release it and be like, I'm going to take it day by day and moment by moment. So uh, I love I love all of this information that you shared, um, Layla. Thank you. And so. That, that brings me to the point. Um, that was just real life April talk about how shit I love real life can get happened. Um, so yeah. how can, <laughs> yeah, how can people find you? Work with you? Um, what's your social security number? What's your credit score? I'm just kidding. Um, no, can you plug your offerings, your courses, your social media outlets? And and I know we also have um, this multi orgasmic bliss guide uh, link too. So please share yeah, and let sh- me stop in talking. Sh- in the show notes, there will be a link for 30 days to your multi orgasmic bliss guide. So just click on that. But tell us all your things. All right. First of all, me and my friend were like going through Raya last night. And some guy had like a snapshot playing to like the musical track of like his credit You're on score. Raya. Oh, we like, wait, it had wait, say it again. What was it? A- it was like, like, cause like on Raya, like the profiles played a music. And then it was like, it was like his credit score, like with like a background musical track. And I what was, was like, it? What was his credit score? 814. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's why he's, that's why he's like, doing that like shit. 608. Like, he was like, yeah. is that, is that attract? Is that attractive to you when you say it? Like, oh, yeah. Some people might be. Like, that guy can buy a house or maybe five. Good for him. <laughs> Sorry, that was fucking great. I love that. <laughs> what song was playing, though, really? Yeah. It better have been a fucking good song. I'm more into the song <laughs> than the credit score, personally. If it was a great song, it might have turned me on. If it was, like, not a good I was like, I'm a, I'm a strong no right now. <laughs> All right. Well, you can go to laylamartin.com and you can sign up with your email address. That's the way to get uh, every single week. I share like a very practical video. So uh, training yourself in these ways, staying really connected to like how to make these little but powerful improvements in your sex life. And also there's a bunch of free offerings as well. And you can totally, wherever you are sharing that link, get the 30 day guide to being multi-orgasmic. So that's a systematic training of how you actually can move from having like a singular orgasm or an orgasm that's not as full-bodied into literally being able to work with sexual pleasure such that you can expand the length and intensity of your orgasm pretty profoundly. So again, you get that by putting in your email address down below. And those are the main ways to connect with me, the most powerful ways. And then we share with you through, uh, once you're connected via email, all of our programs, the coaching certification, um, which is a year-long professional certification to become a Vita sex, love, and relationship coach. And then we have lots of six month trainings, uh, sorry, six week trainings that we have throughout the year for men, women, couples, and non-binary individuals. And what about social? Are you Layla Martin just on all the things? Well, I'm secretly trying to push you to the email list because that's where I'd oh, <laughs> I prefer, prefer that you get on my email list, but you can also find me on YouTube well, and Instagram. Well, go email and if you go follow <laughs> Shameless Sex Podcast on Instagram, we'll tag her anyways. So there you go. <laughs> Aw, Layla. And that's L-A- Y-L-A, everyone. So don't get confused because yeah. I... She keeps wanting to say Lila over I here. I do. And <laughs> you know what? I, I like Layla. It's it's uh, Eric Clapton's... Layla, you got me on my knees. Yeah. That's not a good Eric Clapton rendition, but that just came yeah, out. Okay, good. I channeled it. It's I channeled it. It was good. not... No, it was, a, it was a two it. out of ten. Derek uh, and the Dominoes, Eric, Eric Clapton is real hard to nail. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. it really is. Yeah, you That's... need more... I need more electric guitar background. Amy, where's it at? <laughs> the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all I right. Mean, you just well, have to be heartbroken and in agony over your best yeah. friend's wife. You know, I think you're that's like, the part ah! you're missing. Yeah. 
I know. I do need some of that emotional stress to help well, me out with my I just Eric Clapton punk rock show. Maybe she'll come with me next time. You know what? I could use some punk rock. So if you, if you all uh, out there in listener land, the Shameless Sex Revolutionaries, if you want to experience some of what Amy and I um, have to offer the world of, of, I'm talking about wine right now, and Perry's distracting me with his bone, not a boner, just a bone in his mouth. So My dog's a dick. Th- yeah, he's being a dick. So um, <laughs> we're talking about Margins wine. You can uh, get down on your knees and drink a glass of Margins wine. I beg you, darling, please. Okay, Layla, go check it out. Go to marginswine.com. Sign up for their newsletter as well. They have only a few releases a year. It's uh, locally made here in Santa Cruz, California. Women owned and operated. And Amy and I have been big fans for years now. So if you uh, do that and you can just be in the know and if you want to buy some wine anywhere you are, not all the way in the United States. Some places you can't, but just check their website and they'll let you know because I'm not a fucking ABS. What is it? Alcohol Bureau Administration. I don't know. ABC? ABC. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not working with them. So you got to go to to their website to find out. But go to ShamelessX10. Use the coupon code to save uh, 10% on three or more bottles or uh, ShamelessX15 to save money on six or more bottles. Last but not least, I have to prompt you, invite you to go and rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Amy and I read every single review. She filters the bad ones. So just leave good ones. And that way... I um, can't take the bad ones. I can't take criticism. We don't want the bad ones. That's because I had too, too much criticism as a child okay there's my child trauma poor wounding. girl poor girl um all right we love you layla thank you yeah layla you're, you're so amazing fucking badass well, and we, we'll have you back you're incredible yes and you had such awesome information to share with everyone and, and i i know that uh, everyone out there can have this mind-blowing sex that they desire so we will see you next tuesday ciao for now Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.